in here. Would you like to uh, count us down? Five, four, three, two. I don't know why I keep moving my body. I don't know if this is wrong or if it's right. I don't know if it's the beat or something's taking over me. And I just know I feel so good tonight. My favorite song from the soundtrack. I thought you smoked it already. I don't know. <laughs> What's your favorite song from the soundtrack? Um, probably this one or City of Stars. I know this song was supposed to be like a scene where we're supposed to feel bad for Ryan Gosling's character. Mm-hmm. But the song's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's put together so well. off on the um piano or whatever it is <laughs> yeah welcome to episode 35 of attempted topics I'm jeremy i'm steven and uh today we will is the final episode of our buster month because we missed a week and uh this week we'll jump into uh some horror movies for october and, um we'll have to finish it one day one day we'll throw another blockbuster film out there. But, um, today we will be discussing the uh, 2016 film La La Land, directed and written by Damien Chazelle, who is also written uh, and directed Whiplash and First Man. Mm. Um, you seen Whiplash? No. Um, it's better than. La La Land, I believe, in my opinion. Um, it's actually a Blumhouse film, even though it's not a horror film. Well, it was... Um, my First Man. No, First Man was um, well-made, but um, I wanted to kill myself in the movie theater watching that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. It was just so slow and I remember sitting there like oh my god <laughs> I remember I looked over at you because I was like I was like real excited about First Man I looked over to you at um one point and I was like thinking like are you as, as bored as I am <laughs> it's like yeah it's like it's it's neat that like you know they're showing the the um like Neil Armstrong's first trip to the like the first man on the moon or whatever, but like 
it's just boring. Very. What was that other space movie we watched? Um, Ad Astra with yeah. Brad Pitt. Um, I had very similar feelings to that one as well. That wasn't. Yeah, that 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 wasn't good either. That that was another one of those movies where it's like, you know, it, it looks it looks cool. Um, mm-hmm. Actors are doing a good job, but uh, let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think maybe space movies just aren't aren't it. Yeah, <laughs> more the Martian is really good. I like the Martian. I liked Interstellar. Even though I had problems with the ending, um, Gravity. Like 2000, 2001 Space Odyssey, which uh, is in a whole other league of its own compared to Astra, but um, yeah, this is not a uh, episode about space movies. This is a an episode about um, two thousand sixteen music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the two thousand sixteen musical La La Land, um. So I've seen this movie before, like three years ago, and for some reason I had a false memory of it being like strictly, not strictly, but like um, a lot more musical-esque than it is. Yeah, um, yeah you had a whole, a whole false memory. Because I like I, how um, I know they're both of them aren't singers, so I like how they incorporated just jazz into the musical moments. Yeah, they're good at um, they're good at covering up the fact that um, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are uh, not professional singers. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I was saying I had a, a false memory that like film was like seventy percent music, and I, I don't know why, but um, I feel like I like I didn't keep um I, I didn't keep track of the um like the runtime or anything, but it feels like an hour goes by without musical number. You know what I mean? Yeah, I should have kept track of that. I remember sitting there, and it's like, like there's long montages with music. Yeah, but and the plot, the plot doesn't stop for Gosling and Emma Stone to like sing a song. Yeah, for like an hour in the middle of the movie. Um, so this movie did win six Oscars, um, including uh, best achievement in directing. By Damien Chazelle. Mm. According to IMDb, at 32 years and 38 days of age, Damien Chazelle became the youngest winner for Best Director. Mm. So, the, even right now, he's only about uh, 37 years old. So, um, we, we, um, Possibly have a lot of Damien Chazelle in our future. I'm not sure what he is working on, but um, between La La Land and Whiplash, I'm uh, very excited for any future movies that he would have. 
Uh, what did you think of La La Land? I like how it felt like it was taking place during a different time, and it felt vintage. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, in a sense. Just like the, set, the setting and all that. Like an alternate, um, an alternate Hollywood, if you will. Yeah, because yeah. I know it, it was set in like today's day, but it just felt felt like it belongs in like the sixties or something. Yeah, that, that's what I th- I thought too. Because remember really seeing like remember seeing the poster and the trailer like years ago, and I thought it took place the 60s but then when you watch the movie like it it is very modern yeah um side note uh damien chazelle has a movie coming out next year called uh, babylon which he's directing and writing says the plot is unknown and it is rumored to be set in period hollywood so this one does actually take place in the past in um Mm -hmm. Hollywood. Um, yeah, I do agree with you. It does seem like an alternate, uh, like an alternate reality or like an alternate time period. Yeah. Um, which, um, yeah. Um, I also like when actors play a role like what Emma Stone, well, both of them when they're trying to, like, make it, because I feel like... I don't know their personal experiences or anything, but I feel like they could, like, tap into something they went through Mm -hmm. for a role like that. That's what... um, Because there's a scene where... um, Gosling's character, Sebastian, is talking about... um, He's talking about why he loves jazz... Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know if he was pulling from like a personal story or like a personal background or something. It's like, like me personally, I don't, like, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a big fan of jazz music. Like I, I don't have it on my, I have it saved in my phone or anything like a bunch of jazz music. But they do say later on when <laughs> there's a scene between um, Gosling and Emma Stone where they get in a fight and she says something to the effect of like, well, we'll care about jazz because you're passionate about jazz and people like things that people are passionate about. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, yeah. Cause like an hour ago I was starting to care about jazz music cause the way he was describing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he said, I like it sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm not opposed to jazz music or anything. It's just not like I don't go to jazz music to to listen to on my way to work or anything. But um, yeah, the the only gripe that I have about it that um, and I, I like I don't really know. It could just be because, like I said, this isn't my type of music. Is that the mm-hmm. music in this musical didn't really like stick with me? Yeah, 
Um, the 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 John Legend song is my favorite, and there are a couple songs in here that I I do like, <laughs> but I mean I think it's just because I think it's just like a personal choice where I, like I, this isn't my type of music that I would want to yeah listen to outside of this movie. So like I just don't really remember much of the music. I mean, I'm sure if I heard it, I'd be like, oh, that's the song from La La Land. But like off the top of my head, I don't remember much of the music from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, did you also get uh, vibes of A Star is Born with this? Yeah, a little bit. Like a, a much more lighthearted version. Yeah, there's no like... Tears. To... Well, I mean, <laughs> the ending was still... It was sad, but not nearly as. I wasn't even sad. It was just like, oh, everyone's alive at the end of the movie, which is yeah. <laughs> uh. much more much more lighthearted than A Star Is Born. But, um, I mean, I think it could be just like case of like it's a movie of white people trying to make it in Hollywood, <laughs> and that's just the vibe that I'm getting with. Yeah, A Star Is Born. Like that's the connection I'm making. It's a love story of of people trying to um, be successful in their ventures, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, I, I wasn't really going anywhere with that <laughs> or that that question. I just wanted to see if. Yeah, I just thought um, of I thought of that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just because mm-hmm. of the Hollywood stuff and so, I love that. Before we um before we delve into the plot a little bit, um just wanted to point out that it's been um a few years since we've seen Ryan Gosling acting. But um I, I did see that he is uh coming out with uh, like a plethora of movies over the next couple of years. Um, like First Man was the last movie he was in. 2018. Um, before that, he was in Runner. So, like, it's been since 2018, so almost three years since we've seen him in a new movie. Um, but he is playing the Wolfman in, uh, I guess it's in the same universe as the Invisible Man. Oh, okay. I, I guess that's what they're doing. Um, he's also in a movie also in a movie called The Gray Man. Um, comes out next year. Um, I'm not sure what... They should have called... He should have started movies with man in the title only. <laughs> for this little section of his career. <laughs> First man, the gray man, the man, the actor. Change, change the actor to the man. <laughs> Acting man. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah. We'll we'll delve into the plot to the um, best we can. This is similar to a uh, situation we had with Blade Runner, where like, um, like Blade Runner wasn't really your kind of movie, mm-hmm. and uh, musicals aren't really my kind of movie. But uh, <laughs> you know, we'll uh, try to get through it, and uh, we'll, uh, and yeah. <laughs> We'll try to break down La La Land to the best of our ability and give our thoughts as we go. 
Um, so we start with a uh, traffic jam <laughs> in LA. All traffic jams should be like this. Uh, no, they shouldn't because. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a traffic jam in LA, and these people choose to jump out of their cars and um, start singing about how it's like another sunny day <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> Which, okay, it's a musical. So, like, I, <laughs> I, I admire the, like, the, um, I'm looking for like the choreography. Mm -hmm. I love the way they started off the song because they were like using everybody's radios mm -hmm. and what everybody was listening to on the radio. That piano, though. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, th this traffic jam is nuts because <laughs> they open up the back of a box truck. There's just a band inside of the truck. <laughs> They're waiting for this moment. <laughs> They're waiting their whole lives <laughs> for, a, <laughs> for a, a music, a, a, a musical to break out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people like climbing on top of strangers cars <laughs> the guy with the bike and that's the next thing i have in my notes is that they're riding bikes on top of cars <laughs> yeah that part i don't want to happen no. um, but breaking yeah, out in song and traffic jams it was it's like the best thing to do if you want to ride a bike on a car just make sure you stay on your own car yeah want to be sitting in downtown in LA traffic and have someone just ride their bike on top of my car. <laughs> um, so yeah, we zoom in on um, Sebastian, who's played by Ryan Gosling, and it's uh, Mia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, played by Emma Stone. Um, side note that I thought was like an odd coincidence. Um, Emma Stone is Kind of playing Mary Jane from the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. Mm. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not it intentional not... or anything, but like, I just thought it was strange because she played Gwen Stacy in the Amazing Spider Man movies. And Gwen and... Stacy is way better than Mary Jane. No, but... Way better. <laughs> no, that's not true, but. <laughs> Um, Mary Jane was the worst. Like Mary Jane from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies is like waitress trying to get on Broadway with she has red hair and at, at first glance, I mean, there's a lot of differences <laughs> between them. But <laughs> if you're taking the character at face value, I was like, oh, she kind of reminds me of Mary Jane from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yeah, um, just likable. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um so we get some like exposition um we get this like odd scene of mia on the phone 
making like a heartbreaking phone call. Um, I was confused because I thought, oh crap, something happened. She didn't make her audition, but <laughs> this was the audition. <laughs> oh, did her did her dad die or something? <laughs> <coughs> I thought something happened. But um, we find out that she's actually in an audition, and the talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So back at her um. I think she lives with three other girls. Is that is that the situation? Yeah, lives with her friends uh, Tracy, Caitlin, and Alexis. Who uh... shout out to Alexis, played by Jessica Roth. Where is she from? Happy Death Day. Oh, that's the main girl. Yeah. Oh, I I did not even I did not even catch that. She's in some other musical too. Um, Valley Girl? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I haven't seen that one yet, but I heard a couple songs and I'm sold. <laughs> we should probably say that you're the um, musical aficionado of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying before that you cut the grass and listen to musicals. Well, <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> that's like opposite of what I was saying like I like I don't go out of my way to listen to musicals while I'm doing household chores <laughs> but on the other hand you already have the whole La La Land soundtrack saved to your phone <clears throat> I'm, uh, yeah I put it on there <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah her three friends try to convince her to Go to a uh, like a Hollywood party, <laughs> and this was one of my favorite parts too because I liked their musical number. Song is called uh, "Someone in the Crowd," and um, I I will say that um, they're, when they're dancing in the street, when they're dancing by the pool at the party, they um do they do a very good job. I think they kill it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this song is essentially about like if you go to the party you might meet somebody <laughs> famous. In the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to play snippets of every single song from the soundtrack because <laughs> I want to we already get copywritten strikes from playing music in the intro. Um, yeah. I wonder if you would like that and then the Apocalypse movie. Um, I don't know. This is a random thought. Is that a musical That's, as well? It is a comedy musical Christmas movie. And it's also horror. Cause it's, those, are my, <laughs> those are my favorite types of musicals. Like comedy musicals, I guess. Yeah. And it's also a horror movie because it's a zombie apocalypse. So it's like... Well, I will say I was a fan of Grease. <laughs> that is like... <laughs> like the, the safe choice for a musical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, liked, I liked Grease. Um, like The Wizard of Oz, if you want to count that as a musical. Yeah. I like uh, Singing in the Rain, if you want to count that. 
That was, um, yeah, like singing in the rain. What are some other musicals? No, at the end of the episode, we're going to get into your top five musicals of all time. Oh, crap. You're rethinking. <laughs> While we're going through the plot, you better be coming up with five musicals. <laughs> Riverdale? No. <laughs> so, the party scene is like really quick for some reason. I guess she does not meet someone in the crowd. To... <laughs> no, she does not. Not this time. Help advance her career. But, um, did she meet him in the crowd yet? She did not. Um, she meets him in about two minutes. No, she meet. Okay. Uh, so Mia's car gets towed, so she has to walk home. Um, apparently, her friends left without her and see a lady home. But <laughs> I guess they just figured that oh, we all took our own way, so she's good. <laughs> Um, she's walking by this um, this restaurant called the Liptons. Um, um, she hears a um a beautiful piano sound, a beautiful rendition of a song, or maybe it was orig- an original song. It is an original song from the soundtrack called uh, "Mia and Sebastian's Theme." <laughs> um. So I think it's Ryan Gosling's like original, not like Sebastian's original piece in the movie. Um, I like how they did this scene too, because we saw her day, and then we see him playing the piano, and then we go back forward or back a little bit, and then we see his day. Yeah, and um, his day was really short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no musical musical number to get through his day. No. And Sebastian see each other in traffic and uh, flip each other off. Um, we get a scene with um, Sebastian and his sister. It, it's like a, some exposition about how, um, you know, pretty much uh, Sebastian is broke. Um, which I wonder if, like, this is an accurate depiction of LA. Like in this movie, LA is just filled with broke people trying to be successful in their ventures. I feel like it is pretty accurate because we probably would all want it to be like just all fancy, fancy celebrities at every corner and everything. I'm sure, sure, I'm sure there's depends. a part. Yeah, I'm sure it depends where you're at. Like, I think it might be more of this than what you would expect yeah like there are parts of hollywood where like you'll see like oh there's the kardashians walking down the street (laughs) (laughs) and then and then there's like there's a wannabe actor who is uh broken about to move back to his hometown in colorado because yeah it's not going well here um you know who doesn't want to go back to Colorado? I feel like LA would be a nightmare to live in. Yeah. Like, I was supposed to go this year, but I didn't. I'm sad. Like I get, I get anxiety dealing with Pittsburgh traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine LA traffic. Like downtown Pittsburgh traffic is enough for me. Mm-hmm. 
Remember we went to Cleveland to go to the uh, Cavs watch party for the NBA Finals one year? Like, that was enough traffic for me. <laughs> <laughs> All we did was drive around Cleveland for 20 minutes, and that was enough for me. You know, Chicago's like that, too. Very, um... Stressful. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, S- Sebastian's day is just pretty much him fighting with his sister. She's trying to like, hook him up with one of her uh, one of her friends, and she's or he's like, does she like jazz? And <laughs> she says no. And then he's like, well, we're not going to have anything to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, apparently he can't date a woman who. Does not listen to jazz music. So, so he thinks. Now we cut back to uh, time again. Uh, Sebastian is playing at the Liptons, and uh, J.K. Simmons is his uh, his manager. Uh, mm. You haven't seen um, Whiplash, but uh, J.K. Simmons is uh, like one of the main characters in Whiplash, and or does he tense? <laughs> he's like a um, he's like a musical teacher in Whiplash. Um, and uh, Miles Teller is uh, I think his name is Miles Teller. He's like he's a drummer, <clears throat> and it's like very intense. I don't even know how to put it into words, but check out Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. Um. Yeah, once again, uh, UK Simmons plays like rude guy <laughs> to a to a much less extent in this movie compared to Whiplash. As um, it's only like a brief cameo in this movie that he's in, but yeah, he's in scene and he's in a little a little moment at the end that I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, I do like how um, sarcastic Ryan Gosling is or Sebastian is because. He's like, he's like aware that no one at this restaurant is going to listen to him play Christmas music. Yeah. Or like, like they might listen, but it'll be like just a small, like, oh, they're playing. The song. He's playing Rudolph right now. That's nice. <laughs> and that's it. Um, he's like, how about I play one song of mine and then I play one song of yours? And J.K. Simmons isn't having it. And he's like, no, you're just going to play Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> no choices. So, going through his set list of Christmas music, and you could tell he's realizing that no one is uh, paying attention to him. And, um, Which they should, because it was a nice rendition of Christmas music. <laughs> so, if you're out to dinner this holiday season, and uh, you hear a, a lone pianoist playing some Christmas music. Just uh, from a couple dollars, you know. Yeah, this movie makes me want to support <laughs> people <laughs> <laughs> and to, like support your local artists. Yeah, it makes you want to just go to go to a theater show <laughs> and support the yeah. local. The local drama club or whatever. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and speaking of support, if uh, you want to support the podcast, you can um, <laughs> you can cash app me. My name is uh, Jeremy E thirty one on Cash App. So. <laughs> <laughs> You don't. You don't have to give me money if you don't don't want to. But anyway, <laughs> we're never gonna, we're never going to say no to money. <laughs> yeah. All funds will go towards uh, improving the podcast because Stephen desperately needs a, um, a a decent setup so he stops laying in bed on his phone recording the podcast. <laughs> and, and Meatball and, and Meatball can stop doing her makeup in the middle of the podcast. Hey, we we make it work though. That's that's what I heard before we started uh, the podcast. I looked up advice. I looked up like how to start a podcast or something. But we're just like, just start. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just ignore every piece of advice. Just just start and then uh, improve as you go along. And I blame. I like, to, like to think we've gotten better over time. Hopefully. Yeah, I would think. We went from not even watching the movie and talking about it to um, actually sitting down and taking notes about the movie we're talking about. So. I think the only one right. I didn't watch recently was old because I didn't have the means to. I remember I tried to uh, talk about it without uh, really paying attention to it whenever we watched it. <laughs> Wait, was that was that a mistake? Which one? It? Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen that movie like 20 times, so I don't really have to rewatch it. I've, but, seen yeah. it like, I've seen it like two and a half times. Once in theaters, once before chapter two, and like I half paid attention to it for the podcast. <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, Sebastian stops playing Chris's music and he um, plays his own piece, which, like we said, is called uh, Mia and Sebastian's Theme. But right uh, now it's just called Sebastian's Theme because I didn't meet yet. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> AK Simmons is not having it. He's like, What did I tell you about playing your own music? <laughs> <laughs> we play Christmas music <laughs> only in here. So. <laughs> He um is immediately fired on the spot, <laughs> even though he needs a job. Just for playing, just for playing one song, jeez. And um, he rushes out, and yeah, does she try to like comfort him or something? She tries to, to tell him something because she liked him playing the piano. And he just like rushes past her and like doesn't even pay attention to her. So. Uh, we cut to uh, thank you, Luna. We cut to uh, springtime. Yes, and, uh, I like how the movies like sectioned off into seasons. Yeah, it helps uh, helps us, <laughs> I guess, move along with the plot. <laughs> I do you like when movies are separated by chapters? Yeah. Um, like Southland Tales was. Uh, Justice League was the Green Knight. Yeah, the the Green Knight. I was talking about movies we did for the podcast, but yeah. we're going to do. 
Oh yeah, we will do that eventually. Um, so Mia is at a pool party with, and uh, Sebastian is now in an '80s cover band, <laughs> and and uh, they're playing uh, "Take on Me," which uh, I mean, it, it's like a staple of yeah. '80s music. <laughs> it's like a staple of '80s music, but it's also a song you don't want to cover because that's uh, very taxing on your vocal cords. <laughs> yeah, it's that note. <laughs> <laughs> um, and everybody covers it anyways yeah so uh, Mia ends up requesting like an odd song I forget what it is off the top of my head but it's like a song or something like that yeah. it, it, I think it's a song where he would have to like play the that weird piano guitar that he has that I can't remember what it's called the keyboard <laughs> Yeah, but it's like a guitar thing. You know what I'm saying? I think, yeah. It's, it's like a keyboard on a guitar, and I, I'm not um, musically savvy enough to know what it's called. <laughs> Same. But, it's an instrument. Yeah. So, uh, me and Sebastian get in a fight about how <laughs> can't request Irene. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he just doesn't want to be embarrassed or whatever. Yeah. Um, they kind of get like sarcastic with each other about how they're both unsuccessful, like throwing shots at each other. Um, Good stuff. Yeah. Um, we find out that um, later that night, Mia is being harassed by a writer and she like uses Sebastian to get out of the, the situation. Yeah. Because she's like, hey, get my keys. It's for a Prius. But like every car there is a Prius because I guess that's all they drive in L.A. in this world. I'm going to say because Hollywood. Um, they... So they go for, for a stroll back to, uh, back to Mia's car. Um, and uh, this is where they break into like, I guess it'd be like the signature song of the, of the movie. Yes, we got the poster from this scene. Which I was surprised that it was only like 40 minutes into the movie where you get the scene from the poster. But, um, it's essentially a song about how they're not falling for each other and they're not interested. Yeah. Um, but everything else says differently. Yeah. Um, this is probably my favorite scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is probably my favorite scene, even though um, I don't really know what to say about it, other than it just looks... It's a nice little dance number. Yeah, it looks cool. It's a nice little dance number. Nice song. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. Um, I do like how she, she finds her car, and um, she leaves, and then he walks to find his car. And the car is like right, right where the party was at. Yeah, he didn't have to walk her that night, but he, but he chose to. Um, duh. We should say the song is interrupted by a call from Greg. Um, but um, you later Bridget. find out. You later find out that Greg is uh, his current lover, it was not Ryan Gosling. He was played by Finn. Whitrock, I think that's how you say it. Yeah. 
I'm a fan. I was a fan of him. He's an American Horror Story. Okay, they got all the stars in this movie. Not all of them, but... <laughs> People that I know from <laughs> horror stuff, apparently. <laughs> so, I think it's like the next morning or something. Uh, Mia's working at the coffee shop. And there's like a snobby actress who's like, does this have gluten in it or something? <laughs> I want to oh, respond. Yes. Yeah, but um, Sebastian shows up, and um, says she gets off in like ten minutes or so. So, um, yeah, we we get a a nice little scene of them walking yet again. Um, once yeah, he gets off work, and I know her um coffee shop is like on the set. Yeah, yeah. So he shouldn't even be there. <laughs> oh yeah, he does say he snuck in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's for like actors and actresses who are like yeah, people working on movies pretty much. Um, or the casting or the casting crew or whatever. Not for a wandering Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a um. We get a scene of them walking and uh, chatting about their life, and Mia drops a um, a bombshell on Sebastian and says that she does not like jazz music, which uh. we learned earlier is uh, apparently a deal breaker for him. Yeah. Um. Is this is this also the scene where uh, Mia explains that her aunt like? Like, was an actress and showed her old movies and stuff. Yeah, because they were talking about. What were they ta- they were talking about the other that um movie they want to go see? Uh, Rebel without a cause. Yeah, I have not seen that. Now, I actually wanted to watch it before we recorded this episode. I heard it was very good, and then I just totally forgot about it. Until <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, like I said, Mia drops the bombshell that she does not like jazz music. Um, Sebastian takes her to a jazz bar and explains his love for jazz. And we already talked about this scene where, like, like seeing how passionate he is about jazz makes me interested in jazz music. Yeah. I don't, I don't even like. I said I don't even like jazz music that much. <laughs> um, he wants to open a. Um, a, a, like a, a jazz club where I they play what like what are you saying? I forget what he wanted to call it yeah I forget she wants to name it Sebs yeah with a music note for the apostrophe yeah and uh, we'll, we'll get there but fancy um, <laughs> yeah so he just wants to open this this jazz club in Hollywood. Like that's that's his goal. Like he like he doesn't want to be a jazz music, musician, like a famous jazz musician. He wants to open up a, a club to like make jazz music more popular with younger kids. Yeah. Much. Um. So, um, Mia says. Like she ends up getting a call back for a rehearsal for a TV show. 
and she says that the TV show is similar to Rebel Without a Cause, and then Ryan Gosling, like, he says a line from the movie that she doesn't get, and, sh- and then he's like, oh, you haven't seen it. And it's playing at wherever. It's a movie theater in L.A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I made that those plans to go see that movie. I wish they showed old movies around here more often. That's what I was about to say. Did that during the pandemic, like last year. They showed old movies when new movies weren't coming out. But yeah, good times. I wish it, I wish it was profitable. I mean, for... <laughs> not really good times, but <laughs> I wish it was profitable around here for a movie theater to just play old movies. People don't appreciate stuff like that. Yeah. It's not a new Marvel movie. They're not going to see it. (laughs) No. Um, Where are we at? Um, So Sebastian says that he'll take Mia to see Rebel Without a Cause for quote-unquote research purposes. Um, Smart. So, um, fortunately, at Mia's audition, uh, it does not go well. Not well at all. She only says one line, and they're like, all right. (laughs) I wonder if that's... I'm I'm sure it has to be like that for some people. Yeah, I think it is. I feel like it's happened, at least. It's like, oh, you don't look right for this role, so don't even bother. (laughs) Yeah. Or just gives me the decency to audition, even though <laughs> well, they didn't even really do that. Yeah, like let her talk for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, back home that night, she's getting ready to go to the movies. I and, like how uh, she's about to have a breakdown right then and there, but she drove past the theater. Mm-hmm. And that like put her at ease for now. Because it's like, oh, I have this to look forward to instead. Yeah. But um. But Greg. <laughs> yeah, Greg is like, we um. We have dinner tonight, so. Um, I don't think he knows about Sebastian. Um, no, he doesn't. But, so she she has like no way of contacting him. So it's like almost like she has to stand him up. But while they're at dinner, um, she hears the song that Ryan Gosling was playing on the piano. Which I don't know if it was actually playing or if she was just like imagining it. Maybe a similar song was playing or it was just a jazz song. And she was like, oh, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, but she pretty much just leaves the, <laughs> the dinner with her boyfriend. It was a very awkward dinner scene anyways because they were all talking and leaving her out of the conversation. Yeah. Um, so it's okay. Yeah, so it's okay to get up and leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she, she leaves and uh, goes to the movie theater on foot. Um, so like Sebastian is like upset and he's like sitting by himself watching the movie. And then she walks in, and like she can't find him. Then, like he ends up seeing her or whatever. So 
Oh yeah, because she jumped. She walked right in front of the screen. Yeah. To be seen. <laughs> Imagine if he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and she did that. And he could have very well just left. Um, I don't know why they didn't get contact information before this, though. <laughs> they could have just, just texted her and been like, hey, I'm in the eighth row. <laughs> and she'd be like, OMW. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're watching the movie and they hold hands and they almost kiss, but the um, the screen broke or the film screen ends up breaking right on cue. Um, the, uh, it, it's called the Griffith Observatory is in the movie without a cause. I've always wanted and, to go to an observatory and I've never been to one. Me too. I've never been to one either. I can't seem to find one. I feel like they only exist in film. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So the the movie breaks, and yeah, they end up going to the actual Griffith Observatory from the movie. Um. There's like, like they, they I I think they have to like sneak in or something. And there's like a, a, a cool scene of them like dancing in the stars or whatever, like through like they go through the hallways and whatever. I don't know. Yeah. How to explain it, but and they um, float up in the stars. Yeah. So uh now it is uh now it is summer. Um we get like a I think we get a, a montage of them like starting to date. Yeah. Um, I like how when he picked her up at her house, he drove down the street <laughs> and he drove the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're at like dinner or something, and this is where we meet um, John Legend's character. It's funny because I put it in the note. Oh, John Legend had a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's an actual character. I didn't know. I didn't know he would appear again. That's what I thought it was too. It was just like, oh, he's offering him a a gig, but he doesn't take it, and then that's it. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought maybe maybe they'll see him on TV or something later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So John Legend's character was formerly in a band with Sebastian, and right now his band needs a piano player. Um, but uh, Sebastian ends up declining for whatever wow. reason. Um, so back at um, they're at Sebastian's house. Um, he overhears a conversation between Mia and her mom about how um he doesn't have a job, but he has these plans of opening up a uh, a jazz club. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Mia's like, like, I don't know exactly what she says, but she says something like, I think he has money saved up for this or something. Yeah, they're just talking about him when he's right there. Not right there, but. He overhears it. Um, yeah. So. Uh, this kind of like motivates him to uh, take the gig with uh, John Legend's band and play the piano. 
Um, I think they go over like the salary, and it's like a thousand dollars a week, plus the merchandise or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, even though, lives, <laughs> even though he lives in LA, and his rent is probably like three thousand dollars a month. Um, yeah, he, like he's still getting, uh, like fifty two thousand dollars a year plus a percent of the merchandise sales, which is like a huge upgrade from being unemployed. You know. Yeah. The eighties cover band just wasn't working anymore. Mm-mm. So, uh, this motivates him. Take on me, will strain the vocals. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they're they're doing like um like band practice or whatever, and they are uh, like their their sound isn't quite jazz music because it's yeah. like rich. It's like contemporized. Don't, don't know why he wasn't a fan of this because they even say like we need kids to listen to this, so we need to do something. Like we could still be. A jazz band, as long as, yeah, as, as long as we incorporate some current stuff into this as well. Yeah, because there's like elements, but it's like a contemporized or modern sound mixed in. And he didn't. Yeah. He just wanted to do full on jazz. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be Frank Sinatra, not um. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, so, I think now we get the... There's, like, another montage of, like, the band becoming successful and Mia quits her day job as a, working at the coffee shop. Um, she's doing, like, a... Um, she's writing a one-woman play. Yeah, and I get like major Trina Vega vibes from this. <laughs> like when she did that Chicago show. Oh yeah, that's what I get from this. Because <laughs> later on, that they, they don't show anything from that play, but apparently it does not go well. It's called So Long Boulder City. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put it in my notes. I didn't even catch that. Um. But I don't know. Maybe I'm not too hip on the art of one-woman shows. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I just don't see it. I don't know if I would see one of those being successful. I think it would have to depend on who's playing the role. Yeah, because it's like... I'm sure if Emma Stone did like a one woman show, it would work. Yeah. I just don't know why she would do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember her friends wanted to have roles earlier when she was writing it. Yeah. She told them it was a one woman show. Yeah. And I thought she was being sarcastic because I didn't think one woman shows actually existed. I mean, yeah, I thought she was joking too. As far as I know, they don't. But I thought she was just saying that to like get them to shut up or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know if her friends were actors too. I'm assuming all of them were. Yeah. 
like like I said, I'm sure like if the right actor or actress did like a one person, one woman, one man or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure it could oh, they're work. just like telling the story for an audience. And I guess they just act out <laughs> stuff. I feel like it could I mean I, I know it could go very wrong because if the if the one woman happens to not be a good actress then <laughs> I feel like you might have to be funny too. You have to be funny, like um like sincere, I guess would be a good word for it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to be able to to grab the audience. It just seems a lot more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, I'm sure it's very, very difficult. <laughs> My props on her for writing one and all that. It's just not worth it. Because <laughs> <laughs> she could have did like a four-woman show with her friends or something. Yeah. But Jessica anyways. Ross's talents were not um, exceeded in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, we we do get a montage of like band starting to be successful um Mia's moving in with Sebastian um and she's selling them for stuff too yeah um yeah and we kind of start getting the vibes of like them on the cusp of falling apart yeah and you notice when she was driving or one of them, I think she, I think it was her that was driving. Oh. But she looked over, and the movie theater that they went to was closed down. Yeah, I did notice that. <clears throat> Which is uh, symbolic of things to come. Yeah. Um. So Mia goes to see um the band, which is called the Messengers. I don't know if we said that. Um, I don't think we did. And this is where we get um the song that I played on the intro of this this episode. Of um, band playing like this, this jazz song with like, it also has like pop elements into it. Yeah, like it's it's literally it's literally a John Legend song. Like that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he got casted because he was big at the time. I mean, I think he's still a big name. Yeah, he is. Um... But wasn't this around the time that song? Was out. He also fits like, um, like this type of um, the this music. type of character who makes like jazz music with like current music sprinkled into it. Yeah. Um, I do think they they Talent. dropped the ball. Yeah, I do think they dropped the ball with this scene <laughs> because they could have did like this big poppy song. Mm-hmm. But they actually did a very good song. <laughs> this um, always happens in those in movies. It happened in *The Star Is Born* too, because the song, because you see like the characters' reaction to it, and it's like the song's not supposed to be good. I guess. Yeah, that like that song mm-hmm. toward the end that Lady Gaga does. I know what song you're talking about. I don't why know did you? Bit. Why did you do that? Yeah. Like, yeah, and like it's not supposed to be. I guess it's not supposed to be good in the sense of for the characters, but the song ends up being very catchy. Yeah. 
um i need to do like that song from um my babysitter's the vampire something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah like imagine them just going on there it's like you me ever and always <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah <laughs> But yeah, they they made a good song, but we're not supposed to like it, even though like the best song from the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, I guess it is better to like the song than it is to just hate a song from the soundtrack. So yeah, and then Ryan Gosling on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he actually learned how to play the keyboard, or if he knew how to play it prior to this. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know, but so it's it's now uh, it's now fall, and we get like a bigger bigger sense of uh, Sebastian and Mia falling apart. Um, I think Mia tries to call Sebastian, and she's like, "I haven't even seen you in months," or something like that. Yeah, but uh, Sebastian ends up showing up at the apartment or the house or whatever. Um, but he has, like, it's just a one-off thing because he has to leave in the morning. Yeah, a home-cooked meal. But yeah. the dinner went south super fast. <laughs> um, Both of yeah, them had, uh, like, pent-up feelings that just surfaced. Yeah, and he has to, he tries talking to her about, um, like, I'm in, I think he's in Boise. He's like, hey, why don't you come on the road with me? We're going to Boise next. And she's like, I have this one woman show in two weeks, <laughs> so can't. Which on one hand, it's like she has this one woman show, so maybe like that is more important to her, but it's like just get over the one woman show already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they get into an argument about because he's like, this is what I'm doing now. Like, I'm on tour for years now because it's like I go on tour, I come back, we work on an album, then I go on tour again to promote the album. Yeah. It's just she like a cycle. Yeah, she doesn't like that and she doesn't like that he give up, give up his dream. Yeah. To play like not pop music, but music that he doesn't connect to. Yeah, because she even asks him, like, do you like the music you're playing? And he's like, what does it matter? And he's like, I think you liked me more when I was broke or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a much better Yikes. scene than we're giving, than we're, uh, than we're describing it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a very intense argument. Um, Personal shots are thrown. Uh, Mia ends up leaving. And uh, her burns. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the home cooked meal does not work out well. Um, we do cut to two weeks later, and it's now the night of Mia's one woman show. And <laughs> a long Boulder City night. <laughs> yeah, um, we find out that um, the messengers have a photo shoot that night. I liked the parallels they had from earlier on in the movie when she left the dinner with her ex-boyfriend to be with him mm-hmm. so they could see the movie together. Yeah. 
Because they had like the same reactions. Because when she was sitting there at dinner reacting like that, he was doing the same thing during the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. But he didn't leave this time, like she did. I, d- I didn't catch the parallels. I mean, I caught the parallels between the two scenes, but I didn't. It yeah, was, it was like the same reactions. Uh, you could tell they didn't want to be there, but he he didn't leave like she did. I don't know what was up with that photographer. He chose <laughs> to just be odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, um, Mia's show does not go well. Like, ten people show up. At least her friends were there. Yeah. And while she's sitting in the dressing room, she hears like these two guys talking about how she's a bad actress, and the one is like, "Don't quit your day job." <laughs> it was very, um, very rude criticism. <laughs> Yeah. When they said one woman shows are always terrible. I mean, right. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sure and there's the... good ones out there. Yeah, I just have to I just have to be open to seeing them. <laughs> yeah, if you know any good one woman shows, let us know and we'll uh review it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sebastian shows up late and uh, like Mia's just done with it. Um, yeah, she's like, I'm going back home to Nevada. Um, so they break up. Um, Sebastian, th- I think like next morning or something, or sometime in the future. Uh, Sebastian is alone in the in the apartment, and he gets a call from a casting agent looking to uh, to Mia. Yeah, and. He has like no way of contacting her yet again. Like, get your ex girlfriend's phone number. <laughs> I'm assuming she changed it or something. Probably. Or he deleted it or something. Yeah. But, um, Sebastian remembers, um, from the story early on that Mia li- Mia's home is across the street from the library. So he hunts down this library <laughs> in Nevada and is just outside laying on the horn. And I was cracking up when the neighbor ran out of the house and like threw something at the car. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, Mia ends up coming out and Sebastian's like, uh, like, you got this call from this casting agency. They want you to audition. And uh, she still won't go, which, like, I kind of get it because she goes on about how it hurts too much to keep yeah. being being rejected and being told you're not good enough and put down and for your looks. Rejected for six years. Yeah. And he pretty much tells her she's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, look, you're going to this audition. I'm picking you up at eight in the morning and we're driving we're somehow going to be in LA by 5 p.m. and you're going to the audition. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how they made it on time. I don't know how far it, that was to LA, but it seemed far enough. So this this role that she has is very odd. Mm-hmm. Like the audition she has is very odd, I should say. Um, the fools who dream. Nevada is actually right next to uh, California, by the way. But 
I don't know exactly how far her location was from yeah. Los Angeles and they deal with traffic and everything. <laughs> Look at us breaking down the geography of La La Land. <laughs> um, so th- this role is like it doesn't have a script yet. They're writing it based off of the actress. Yeah, which is very strange. But so basically, like, she, she has to tell a story, and basically, she has to do a one-woman show for them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> which it's is like, scar scarring, I guess, because she just did that. And... She did one last night. That <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't last night, but. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's like a three-month audition and then four months shooting in Paris. Mm-hmm. Her way of telling a story is to just sing. <laughs> I forget yeah. what song she ends up singing, but... Because um... we forgot this was a musical, so we needed to add that. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. it's called The Fools Who Dream. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember the song at all for some reason. But, um, I remember her performance was great. Yeah. Um, and then, like, after the musical performance, they're outside of the observatory from earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're catching up, and they're, like, not sure where their relationship is at this point. And she's, like... Um, I think they agree to that they're just like at a wait and see point. Yeah. And then the text winter comes up. And then the text five years later comes up. Um, so apparently this role that Mia had was a breakout role. Yes. We get like a montage of her visiting the coffee shop that she worked at and the baristas or whatever are like starstruck by her. Yeah, she she's on set, but not uh, as a coffee worker anymore. Yeah. Um, she goes home to her husband, who is not Sebastian, and it's just not right. Mm-mm. They had a kid and everything. Yeah. Um. And Mia is. A very successful actress now at this point. And um, I think they show Sebastian and he does have a jazz club. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're both successful in their ventures, but they're also like not together. Yeah. They're successful, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they still um, seemed happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because. It's like, and his, it's weird he's because still like with Keith. Yeah, and like when he walks in the jazz club, there's a big uh, sign of of uh, like a movie poster with Mia's face on it or something like that, like right outside of his club. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think they're going to uh, Mia and her current husband are going to see like a play or something, and. Traffic in LA is backed up. 
and they were not going to make it, so they have to go to the New York show, which I think that might be just as bad <laughs> traffic. Well, not only that, but you have to fly across the country. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do hint that they live in Ellis or that they live in New York too, because I think she says something about how she uh, prefers the traffic on the East Coast or something like that. Uh-huh. Oh, they have a they have a house in every corner. <laughs> 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 too much um yeah so i think she's more based in new york now than she is in la um yeah so she's like let's just pull off and get dinner and uh they end up going to sebastian's club called seb's with the music note apostrophe he used her design Um, he is um, the the band's playing or whatever, and then he's like talking to the crowd or whatever, and then he um, ends up seeing Mia in the crowd, and then he like stops and he's just like, "Welcome to Seb's," but he's like, I think he's like specifically talking to her. Yeah, and um, then he ends up. I think he gets on the piano. And um, we get a musical number and a montage of how Mia and Sebastian's life could have been. If they stuck to each other, if they were each other's um, dream, I guess. And it's like, like, even with them sitting in the, like, just sitting at dinner or whatever, like, it's sad. Mm -hmm. Like, they're much closer than Mia and her current husband are. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not it's not right, you know. Mm-mm. That's a long they montage even, too. Yeah, they they show like they even show clips of them like with a kid and. Yeah. Why you got to do that? <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's a long montage. It goes on for like ten minutes. <laughs> and, um. Then it the end of the movie uh mia is walking out of the club and she looks back at sebastian and they just like smile and nod at each other and then she yeah. leaves with she leaves with her husband yeah. so, similar to a star is born it ends oh. with uh, <laughs> it ends with the uh couple no longer together for one reason yeah. or another they made their dreams come true but they didn't get to be together yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that is uh, that is La La Land, uh, directed by Damien Chazelle. Um, Bravo. Like I said, I don't remember. Like I had that false memory of it being a mu- uh, like straight musical for some reason, but it's <laughs> not. <laughs> um. But yeah. Um. I don't know if you have anything else to say about it. No. I just wish the... Um, and I think it's just a personal preference. I just wish the, the music would have stuck with me more than it did. Yeah. I think that's just because it's not my style of music. But <clears throat> but that's a personal preference that I don't... Uh, that I did not add the La La Land soundtrack to my phone. But I'll probably revisit a few, couple songs. 
add them to my playlist when I'm cutting grass or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so now that we're done with La La Land, would you like to uh, give us your top five musicals of all time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go off. Uh, I'm just going to go real quick and go off the top of my head. Does Stars Born count? Uh, yeah, you can count that. Okay. So I'm going to put A Star is Born at number one, The Greatest Showman at number two. Um, Greatest Showman at number two. That movie's really good. Number three, I would, I'm just going to throw in The Wizard of Oz just because I remember that. As a child. <laughs> um, okay. Number four. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. Did you ever I see that? No. Then number five. Chicago. Wait, is that a musical? Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. Are you thinking of the Rocky Horror Picture Show? No, Little Shop of Horrors with the plant. plant. Yeah, with the plant. Okay. I did not know that was a musical at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should <laughs> okay. have thrown in live action Aladdin. I don't. I don't agree with that one. <laughs> I, did, I did see that one, and I did not like it. That's just off the top of my head. That that would probably change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's your top five musicals. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a uh, recommendation? Yeah. Okay, let me cue up the uh, music real quick. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna recommend a musical just because we're on that topic. Ooh. I'm gonna recommend Cinderella <laughs> starring Camila Cabello. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> and we all we all know the story of Cinderella, so I don't really have to explain too much. But she's yeah, trying to She's trying to make her dreams come true, and her evil stepmother won't let her. <laughs> yeah, I lost interest in that movie, and I saw the poster, and I thought it was fake. Not only that, <laughs> um, when I saw the video of them stopping traffic in Los Angeles to sing to pedestrians, or not pedestrians, but people driving. Well, he did that with Harry Styles, too. And like, a couple other times. Just let me... Work. <laughs> <laughs> Graphics already bad enough. I don't need you singing at me. And if it's Camila, though, can we really complain? Was she stopping traffic too? Yeah, she was part of it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad if she stopped traffic to sing. It just looked obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. So Cinderella. 
I am going to recommend something unrelated because I don't I'm not a fan of musicals. <laughs> I'm going to recommend the new James Wan film, uh, *Malignant*. Mm. I have uh, to watch that still. It's um, I'm not going to give away too much since you haven't seen it, uh, but it's like very um bizarre. It like reminds me of like old Italian horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about this girl who gets visions of like these weird murders and um, I guess that's kind of what it like she sees people get murdered but it's like she isn't doing the murders but she like pictures herself being there and seeing what's going on mm-hmm. and she has to kind of figure out like, why she's being placed in these murder scenes and but it uh. it gets it gets nuts toward the end so uh, it's currently on HBO Max so I recommend checking it out oh yeah I have until October 10th um so yeah um this was the last episode of our blockbuster month so do you so we're going to jump into some horror films in October um, do you want to pick the first one, or do you want me to pick the first one? I'll let you pick the first one. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so next Sunday, uh, we will be discussing the, um, the last time uh, Rob Zombie made a good movie. <laughs> we'll be discussing The Lords of Salem from 2012, I believe. Um, Duh. It is uh, not your typical Rob Zombie film. Uh, it does not take place in the uh, in the South or in the country with uh, hillbillies or anything. Ooh, that movie's how I could start off my 31 Days of Halloween. I don't know if I'll watch 31 movies. I usually try. Yeah. Um, for the past couple of years, I have tried to make this like one of the movies I watch in October. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I don't know. The idea of, of witches is just very intriguing to me. Like, I wouldn't... I'm not interested in, like, witchcraft or anything, but, like... <laughs> like, the idea of evil witches. <laughs> and, like, that's one of the few things that, like, sucks me into a horror film. So you could either do, like, a secret society or cult, like mm-hmm. Hereditary and the Empty Man or whatever. Or anything involving, like... Like witches and satanic things like that. Mm-hmm. You would have liked American Horror Story Roanoke. If I have, it, I have heard have that. Been. Um. Yeah, I've heard that. Um. I also wanted to ask you on the on the air. Mm-hmm. You want to do a um. So we did the, the ranking of the Halloween franchise last year. Yeah. Do you want to do a ranking of a uh, another franchise this year? October? Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to do Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street? Or anything else? Probably Friday the 13th. Okay. <clears throat> okay, yeah, that's coming this year too. 
So that'll be one of our October episodes. Um, I also want to do something involving like, um, the new Halloween movie. I'm not sure what yeah. I'm going to do yet, but that is coming to Peacock. So that'll be easier for us to talk about too, because when I see a movie in theaters, I like tend to forget all the details about it. And I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. making notes about Halloween kills in the movie theater. Yeah. Jam packed theater. <laughs> yeah. Bring a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> Or a big notebook. Just me fumbling through papers in the middle of the movie. <laughs> um, and then we'll do, like, since I picked a movie, you could pick a movie. And then I'm sure Meatball will jump in a couple episodes and she could pick a movie to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we so could. Our highly anticipated Night of the Demons episode. <laughs> I'm waiting on a year for, a year for that one. <laughs> Um, so we got the Lords of Salem next week. Uh, we got a Friday 13th ranking coming and we got a Halloween kills episode coming and then, uh, probably two more horror movies we'll throw in there. Something that and, takes uh, place around Halloween season. What's that? Something that takes place around Halloween season. Scary stories yeah. to tell in the dark. <clears throat> or, uh, Halloween kills since that takes place around... <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all I got. Uh, do you have anything else? No. Um, go check out La La Land. I should have just put Whiplash as my recommendation instead of Malignant, <laughs> but um, would have been too. more fitting, but I did say that two minutes into the episode that you should go see Whiplash, so I didn't <laughs> want to say it again. So it is a recommendation, just an early one. A bonus recommendation is uh, Whiplash. So yeah, um, follow us on all the social medias at Attempted Topics. Uh, speaking of, I did get kicked out of the, tw the Twitter account, so I need you to text me oh my password God. again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I updated, I updated my iPhone to iOS 15, which I was very disappointed in. <laughs> and when I went to open You're Twitter, out. it kicked it kicked me out of all of my Twitter accounts. Mm. I mean, I only have two. But um, so here's a quick story about iOS 15, real quick. So <clears throat> I was on my way to work the other day, and I work like an hour away, so I use the GPS. Uh -huh. And like halfway through my ride, the screen on the map just went black. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I was like, well, that's nice. So, like, I could hear Siri telling me where to go. But I just couldn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's iOS 15. My, my brief uh, review and experience of iOS 15. Thus far. <laughs> For some reason, you can add sound effects to iOS 15. Like, background sound effects. Like... Like right now, I'm playing Rain. Oh, so it's like a like I could just put in headphones and hear Rain. And like they have the ocean. It says balance noise, bright noise, dark noise, ocean, rain, and stream. Oh, is that for like calming minds? Probably. But yeah. 
anyway. <laughs> sure you guys aren't sticking around to hear us review iOS 15, but... <laughs> so yeah, follow us on all the social medias. I think that's all I got. I'll be back next week with the Lords of Salem. Uh, do you have anything else? Nah. No. <laughs> Alright, then we'll have John Legend <laughs> sing us out. I was trying to think of something, but I couldn't. That keyboard. That keyboard solo. And then it'll fade out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>